The Wolf and Bull podcast was prepared, conducted, and hosted by the Wolf and Bull team in their personal capacity. This podcast is for expressive listening entertainment, and any views, ideas, or opinions may or may not extend past the boundaries of this podcast. Conversations or specific comments on behalf of the hosts and guests are for entertainment purposes only. Due to language and potentially offensive topics, listener discretion is advised. Sponsored by tomatoes. I didn't accept it because I would I would have to find a local pizza shop that uses canned American tomatoes. Why is that hard? You literally can call them. Ring, ring. Uh, Hello, this local pizza shop. I need to confirm. We are recording right now. Yeah, we're recording. You ruined my joke. It's on. It's on this. It's on. Now my joke's ruined. We got to restart all over again. Beowulf, start again. You're being recorded. So Canned tomatoes. today I was offered Tomatoes. $110 in a sponsored Instagram post to make a 30-second reel at a local pizza shop of my choice that I could confirm was using American canned tomatoes to make their pizza sauce. Can I be the ethnically insensitive uh, version of the, the pizza owner? Could I do it? You can go Is ahead and this, call me. We can role play. Uh, oh, I'm calling the pizza shop right yeah, now yeah. to confirm? Yeah. Okay, sure. Bring, bring. Uh, hello. This is uh, Mario with the pizza shop. Hello. What uh, can I get for you? Hi. I am actually, before I order any pizzas, I do have a question for you about your ingredients. Oh, a question for ingredients. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So, for your pizza sauce. Ah, you... Waluigi. <laughs> Shut up, Waluigi. I got the problem on the, I got the someone on the, the, the telephone asking about the ingredients. <laughs> I need to know. Ask if it's GMO. I need to confirm that you use uh-huh, American, yeah. uh, uh, American-grown tomatoes no, for no, your no. tomato sauce. No, no, no. We only use Italian-grown tomatoes. This is a model. What do you expect? It's a uh, Mario, a Pippity, uh, the the <laughs> You import your this tomatoes all Italia. the way from yeah. Italy, Look, Mario. I do, it, I do it straight from uh, straight from Italy. Uh, that's why our pizza is $45. Looks like I'm going to have to pass on the pizza. I, I'm and trying to make $110 for an Instagram grown post. tomatoes. American canned. Canned tomatoes. tomatoes. didn't say American grown. What about yeah. Canadian grown and American canned? No, it's American grown and canned and tomatoes. Canned. Mm-hmm. Why do they have to be canned here? Whoa. Well, it's paid for. Oh, could they let be? me look it up. Hold on. I It was Preserved? actually... Do they have to be canned? I don't know. It was a very specific... They must be canned in America. That's right. Purely American. Pureed in America. It was um, a very, very specific type of tomato. It was paid for by some tomato board. (laughs) (laughs) The board board of tomatoes, please. I'm not joking. No, no, no. I'm looking for it right now because it was quite... I get these random... Brought to you by um, VeggieTales. Me and Luigi got kicked out of the board of tomatoes after okay, beating so Mario 3. <laughs> it was an offer to collaborate with the Tomato Product Wellness Council. What is that? Tomato Product Wellness Council. Yes. It's probably it's probably promoting lycopene, there, correct? There are too many councils and organizations and groups. There's too many. Well, 
Well, it was offering well, $110. It, yeah, dollars, and yeah. basically the background and goal of what you would have to do is create a video celebrating your favorite pizza place and ask your followers to tag their favorite as well. And then the tomato council will select one of the, my followers to win a gift card to the restaurant they tag. And they must use U.S. tomatoes. Yeah, but so how do pizza they... from a pizzeria that uses USA canned tomatoes? Hmm. So they're basically that causing, would be like every. They're causing a chain reaction of people calling their local pizza oh, joint and no. asking if you use tomatoes. All these companies are going to be like, "Are we getting like fucking? <laughs> are we getting shut down because their our cancel Instagram account is Tomato Wellness. Here I'm looking. Tomato, tomato Wellness. Tomato Wellness. No, they probably only asked a handful of people. I would imagine. Oh uh, well, maybe. A handful of thousand people. Yeah. But I mean, well, think about this a second. Who is not using American tomatoes? Really probably, good pizza Probably places. that culturally inappropriate version that Wolf was just no, eth- doing. Ethnic, ethnic. Ethnic. It is culture. It was culture. Were you appropriating? You were appropriating a video I game. I just I looked at the Instagram. and a video game. <laughs> right, exactly. The Instagram says, we promote the entire U.S. <laughs> tomato products industry. Picked at the peak of freshness and sealed within hours so you can enjoy and Hashtag endless summer. And they've got 22,000 followers. Hashtag GMOs. Hashtag endless tomatoes. There we go. (laughs) Listen, I love tomatoes, but they are a nightshade. I know people with some arthritic things are not supposed to have tomatoes. Werewolves and vampires can't have them either. Nightshades. They can't have garlic either for some reason, which makes their lives really bland. What a sad, sad life that must be. It's because they can smell them a mile away. Yeah. uh, I guess. I mean, we've got garlic in our beowulf and i have garlic in our pantry just yeah, so oh my gosh when I I turn in the corner in coming the up to the house yeah 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 it's it's pretty stinky in the pantry i put it in a container but it still is like you can't stop the garlic you know, there's i don't oozing. think there's a better flavoring though garlic is just it goes oh, it's fan- no 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 garlic I'm, I'm is the best it is but it it stinks oh. heads of garlic are stinky like our pantry cloves, literally cloves. smells. Oh uh, well, cloves are make a head of garlic, right? I don't even know they're called heads yeah. of garlic. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, really. We yeah. have like twelve like heads of garlic, garlic in our pantry, and that's why it smells so fragrant. Well, if in there. you get a bunch of USDA <clears throat> certified homegrown canned and processed tomatoes and put them together in a be- bushel, then they are considered a head as well. Yeah, but you know how to make those American grown canned tomatoes even better? Chemicals. Throw a little garlic in it. Yeah, and this GMOs, has been a great yeah. opening. Yeah. Uh, hey, everyone <laughs> listening in on our conversation. Um, welcome to uh, episode 40. Oh, episode of, 40 of the of, tomato board of the tomato board. Um, we are very new in our I'm just kidding. This is the Wolf and Bull podcast. You probably didn't even know. Ha. You got tricked. You had no idea. Had whatsoever. no idea. Yeah. You were thinking you were it's listening us. to. Yeah. We were. We were. It was the front that we were the tomato board association of freedom and American packed tomatoes. They actually paid me $110 to promote them on this podcast. And today. Beowulf is flexing right now about the tomato board. <laughs> no, um, they didn't. Unfortunately. Yeah. Just a quick little diatribe before we jump into our very important discussion about tomatoes um, and how lycopene could be the end of you um before we jump into that uh wanted to touch base on something that everybody listening who has listened to former podcasts and probably listens to podcasts you know now we're in the future um is that you know if you like what you hear uh go ahead and leave us a review it could be anything you could say i hate you guys like that wolf guy sucks like i mean honestly any any <laughs> hey, attention i've put that on there every single he time does. i 
sign it anonymous. Well, course. yeah, bull. Well, yeah, but then you put like a little bull image, which a little, couple little horns. It doesn't Does that really give it away a little bit. Maybe. Uh, I can't that's, really figure it out. Know, that's that's my hatopine yeah. instead of lycopene. The mm-hmm. case of the hatopine bull yes, will exactly. continue on indefinitely. Um, but if you like what you hear, go ahead and leave us a review. Also, a five star uh, rating. Just generally across the board. I mean, you can go to Yelp, leave us a five star review. I mean, you could probably go to the Tomato Board and leave us a five star review. That'd be confused. <laughs> okay. One of the fuck you're talking about. Mm. Um, and then a subscription. Uh, you know, we can do that as well. And also a follow on Instagram, social media. We are in the process of getting this show filmed. Um, the bull and I are going to start with really uh, seductive foot videos, and eventually we'll move to like podcasts that discuss like there's big topics. money in foot own, videos only, huge, uh, thing or uh, only bulls only bulls? only wolves wolf, only bulls. wolf and bulls um, <laughs> but uh yeah we're gonna do that and then eventually we'll get to like a like almost like a, a youtube show but youtube is evil and authoritarian so we'll probably stay away from that um but keep an eye out for us on rumble and uh yeah hopefully you ho- that wasn't even a word hopefully you enjoy <laughs> the uh the 40th episode of the wolf and bull the 40th um two score zero two score no, that's a single. No, yeah, it's two, two score. score. Really? It's two yeah, score? two score. 20 years mm-hmm. is a score. Huh. Don't you know you're... you're... so full of information that I, I think am... if you were to go on, um, not the price is right, probably the price is Jeopardy. right. Jeopardy. Jeopardy, you probably would lose win. because I could never answer as a question. I'm, I, you I know saw... what's so funny is when I was a kid, I used to watch that show and I would get so Nerd. upset because, you know, I was too young to know some of the answers. And mm-hmm. now I'm realizing that. You're still Man, too young. No, no, I'm knowing a lot of the answers now without trying, and I'm not impressed by that. I'm just yeah. realizing I'm getting old. The only like, <laughs> the only interaction I get with Jeopardy because we don't have cable in this household. Um, is, we, we only have 17 streaming yeah, we have services 17 streaming instead. Services. That's different. <laughs> Paying full price for all of them. Yeah, we are so much better. Um, the the only interaction I have is like on those Instagram or YouTube clips where it shows someone like incorrectly guessing. And I saw one that was hilarious today. It showed something that was supposed to say Bitcoin is the future. And the guy said, bitches, 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 bitches future. In, the, in the future, bitches oh in the future, God, so which funny. is hilarious. Uh, I think that's the funniest. Right on. He's I right. I saw that too. It, it, and Sajak looked like he was like yeah. 25. Bitches transcend time. They do. You know? It's true. Yeah. They do. It's um, part of what makes us magical. I would never refer to Beowulf as a bitch. I don't know why. And that's what makes you a good husband. I mean, actually, wow. you know, traditionalism's going out of style, so... <laughs> Everything's going out of style. Everything's going out of style. Um, style is going out of style. Having no style we'll is never in style. Go out of style. No, this is not a musical podcast. Was that a Harry Styles? I'm stopping. Yeah. No. Well, it was about Harry Styles. Well, style is style, right? That was a Taylor Swift song about Harry Styles. You know she's going to be. A, she's getting her doctorate. Did you oh, know that? Oh my god! I got to she... keep up with Tay Tay. She's getting her doctorate. That's why. Like an honorary doctorate? So, bull, yeah, honorary, the, the bull. Okay, I want one of those. Fucking God, I fucking hate. I hate the world today so much. Not everyone in the world, just the stuff happening. So we were you talking. You are so consistent. I you am, hate the world I do. all the time. I, I know what I don't like and what I do like. And what I don't like is bullshit like that. Why is Taylor Swift getting an honorary doctorate? She plays a guitar. Also... Don't also, worry, I don't think she's, she's going to need to use it. a lyrical genius. I just, look, I, look, I really love learning about history. I love learning about people who, like, were indentured servants and who, like, lived under kings and, like, dictators and people who abused their power. I'd rather I learn about it in a book and not experience it in real life. And it keeps going closer and closer to a feudal existence, and I don't want to live under you know a what? feudal lord. I really don't. You know what all I have to say about that? Haters going to hate. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> Haters going to hate. Well, 
Normally, uh, the podcast starts out on something maybe ethereal, and then Bull and I and Beowulf the, the and I. The podcast has no. We, it it, does. Believe it or not, there is a deliberate intention. No, there's every not. single time. Maybe yes. there's. And hopefully, some of you went to uh, and looked back on the old podcast, like I suggested on our last one, one, three, five, seven, and eleven, to come up with the the formula that I we totally did. forgot. The code, you even said that, the you cipher. Know. Yeah, yeah. There, there. As I've said many times, there is a cipher throughout this. It's mm-hmm. intentional. Mm-hmm. The wolf is, is not an unbelievable loop. expert. I'm not in the Whoever loop. deciphers the cipher, what do they get? Like the sent a box cyphers, of the first foot the photos cipher. from the first foot photos from the wolf. And a box of jelly beans a, a, or something. A, a picture wet of the socks. wolf's paws. And a box of wet socks. <laughs> yeah. um, we give away a free pair of oh. wet socks with every socks you buy. Welcome to the Wolf and Bull Podcast. You, you want to get a free pair of hey, wet we socks? We do have to start getting Subscribe. into the merch, though. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, eventually. eventually. Let's take what things. Are you talking let's about? get the rumble. Come on. Let's get the tomato board's on our side. Okay, That's now true. we're stepping. Now we, we're going to owe them money. Why? No. Because we keep dropping their name. They're you don't like, think they is, want us to drop their uh, name? Tomato board. <laughs> Tomato board wants the tomato wellness board. You know, usually that's part of a charcuterie board. Why would it just be called the tomato board? Why does it have to be tomato wellness? You gotta give me something. They're promoting the tomato industry. Yeah, but wouldn't it make more sense for them to be tomato on a charcuterie board? board? No. Would that be no? no? Dear God, no. No, you could you could put a caprese salad. Caprese salad, perhaps. Yeah, but that's not that's not a charcuterie board. board. I was just thinking maybe you could slice. You're just thinking of some tomato, some mozzarella. That's right. Some olive oil. Do not talk like that unless you say uh, the Mario. Then you can say it correctly. You can only say it if you're using American canned tomatoes. Yeah. Again, though, back to the tomato. But I don't want to use canned tomatoes for caprese salad. Tomato wellness board. It makes no sense. It should be the tomato board. Who took the tomato board? What organization took tomato board? What are they going to say? the horrible tomato the board. Protecting... It's got to be tomato wellness board, not the tomato sickness board. Why would we be concerned board? about the wellness of tomatoes? Maybe they're having... <laughs> maybe maybe less, That's what less it tomatoes are being used. Do tomatoes have feelings? Well, no. If they do, know. vegans are committing hey, genocide. Hey, do you know if you can talk to the tomato plant more often, they'll become riper sooner? You know what's so no. funny no. is no. that my it's whole true. life, my whole life, I always got... A, a burger no tomato because of of bull he taught me that when i was a kid and then recently i didn't take the tomato off and i was like this is actually okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm in my late 20s and i finally had a burger oh, so with okay tomato. your palate changed a long time ago i think that's why the I tomato board when, reached when, out to me you went from you know what dad I like to try something other than a chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> I was 26 when that happened. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, chicken no, nuggets I mean, are great. We had chicken nuggets the other day for dinner. Oh god! Here, okay. okay first of all, you, uh, stop the, announcing they, to the world. <laughs> the word well, we have beautiful real. gourmet meals most nights, but some nights, you know, you just some want we have chicken. Nuggies. You just want chicken nuggets. You know, chicken nuggets. Something that yeah. was probably a comfort meal because it was. Have you been feeling sad about anything lately? Well, hey, wait, 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 wait. Oh. Are we just not going to talk about what we were going to talk about prior to this episode? We're just going to skip over the events. I was talking about how normally 
This is a reverie escape. This podcast you know, is a reverie from all the bullshit of the world. Reverie. But there are some really stupid things I would like to talk about. But if we don't have to talk about, we don't have to well, talk about Well, we can pause well, what can. I'm sad about fine, and we can, and we can, we yeah, can talk I mean, about. You can still well, you might be here. suffering from a mental disorder according to the, well, uh, the DSM-5. See, see these, this is called segue. Yeah, it is. It's, let me it's preface, one of those big technical terms. Let me preface that, that by saying I am not clinically diagnosed How do you with know? any sort of mental disorder. But you haven't been to a clinic But True. What does that matter? Wolf... Well, I could just go to WebMD. Well, then you're not clinically diagnosed. Saw something about WebMD. WebMD is a which clinic. is self-diagnosed, well, is which is a, a mental disorder. Yeah, I could you be can't mentally disordered yourself. Am I mentally ill yourself, by diagnosing myself? Well, then you're a masochist of diagnosis. Then, um, yes. I'll all I know it. is when I it's go on WebMD and I have a headache, WebMD. I'm I'm about WebMD. two seconds from dying. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so there's a few things I'd like to talk about. Obviously, I would love to talk about how the world's largest cuck got angry and slapped a, a rock on stage. Uh, the wrong <laughs> rock, though, because if you slapped the other rock, he would have gotten slapped back. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah, that I, so. I believe for I sure. Just paid money. <laughs> I would have Dwayne Johnson. There might I would have, been have some actually bones. Love to see that. Yeah, that's his name. Hmm? That's it. That's his name. Oh, stop Dwayne? it. Dwayne? I thought his name was The Rock. No. no the his Dwayne? actually name is like John. I think Dwayne. that it's if Will Marian, Smith slapped Marian Dwayne Leslie, The Rock Johnson, yeah, yeah I would have. Dwayne The Rock Johnson would have sent him in a catapult. To, I would have paid so <laughs> out much of the money. You know, and here's the thing. Look, so everyone knows probably what we're talking about, unless you live under a rock, which in that case under you're under what? Chris Rock because he was slapped. Um, in the face at the Oscars the other night, which was hilarious. And I'm not going to say too much because I'm sure you've probably heard a million hot takes. It was real. It wasn't real. Will Smith's a cuck. Like, obviously, all those things are all true all at the same time. I would like to talk about one thing specifically, though, is um, how hilarious it was. It was absolutely hilarious. I think the Oscars has a chance to make a comeback into being what it used to be in the 90s when no one had anything to do on a Monday night and tens of millions of people watched it. Listen, I'm... I, I, am, I haven't, I haven't watched, watched years. Yeah, me either. I haven't watched the Oscars in a very, very long time. Um, Can I admit something right now? But I have never, ever in my entire life watched any awards show in its entirety. Consider yourself ever. a very blessed and lucky man me. then. They're pretty bad. But but here's the thing. So <laughs> viewership was at its lowest last year, I believe. Last year was the lowest viewership of Oscar history. And it was pretty bad before that too. Right. But they were better this year, even before you know, anyone got slapped in the face. Um, I personally do not really care one way or the other. I've seen, I've seen a lot of hot takes, which is absolutely hysterical to me. People defending and being outraged and protecting these two men from each other's horrible no. misdeeds. Well. I think that the Oscars is swimming in, in uh, ego so and uh, this was the best thing that could have happened for them. So again, honestly, uh, I do agree with you. I think we should applaud Will Smith for de- defending another man's woman. Um, and it, his, oh, his, his uh, I think we should. His son's well, best friend's girlfriend is what I heard. I think that's his incredible. Son's best, best friend's, friend's girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, Jada. Oh, you uh, don't know about this? I don't even care about it. Well, Not you didn't know about it because bit. when you saw it, the reflection. Um, of the, like the sun in the sky as you were scrolling through your phone reflected off of Jada Pickett Smith's very very well, very supposedly shiny dome she has alopecia. Wait a second, don't so do don't both you guys we both, have both of you have alopecia? Yeah, what I would say is Jada Pickett Smith needs I to have, man up and be I more have like a man. Intentional alopecia. <laughs> well, and you know what? Here's the thing. Obviously, people feel what they feel. Whatever. Yes. She wants no. to be offended. I don't care. No. He wants to be offended. I don't care. 
Well, yeah, I, I, I don't care. I think they can could, be offended all they want. Look, I think she's got a great opportunity. <laughs> this has brought a ton of attention to her shiny head, and she could replace, as has been needed for a long time, by the way, the white racist Mr. Clean. Hey. Wow. I think she could do a great hey. job there. And we could talk about, oh, don't make fun of her. You know what, dude? I am losing my hair, too. Everyone loses well, their well, hair eventually. Mr. Clean uh, has been getting decidedly more pigment over the last few years, she's, if you haven't noticed. She could be great. But, and you know, what the sad, you know what the sad part about all of this is? Is that if that nothing had care. happened, no, if nothing had happened, or you know, just a roll of the eyes and handling it, if you really, really felt that badly about it, which I don't understand because it was pretty mild, handling it off screen. Uh, no one would have remembered this dumb joke. And as far as I was concerned, as just a normal person who doesn't really care that much about the Oscars at all anyway, uh, if I had seen a picture of Jada Pickett-Smith, I would have thought she looked great and she I would have not really cared about her head at all. The Matrix. She was bald in The Matrix and no one got mad about Keanu Reeves not giving her any sexual unwanted uh, attention because back then she was probably in an open relationship with Will Smith's ghost. So my whole point no, on all this is it's it's nonsense. And the reason I say it's nonsense is not because I don't want to see people uh, get bullied, even though I do think that celebrities and public officials and anyone who's put in a pedestal as if they're like a god and different than anyone else should be bullied and actually by virtue of them existing in that position like deserve to be bullied because they only exist for the entertainment and purpose of the people that pay their bills. So when I look at like Will Smith and Jada Smith and all these other people who like have this weird, like God complex who again, back to the feudal Lords, you know, point that I made a second ago, I don't want to live on Will Smith's property, paying him money for no reason because he's Will Smith and he's the Lord of the land. No way. So they can easily be made fun of. and We put them in this position, Wolf. Well, it's not like he's never We've, been made fun of before. The guy lets other guys uh, boink uh, his wife. Bottom line is that th- this this situation, if real, who knows? I don't really care one way or another. It's certainly brought a lot of attention to it. it it's drawn us into the fray. We're, we've always held ourselves up to such a higher standard, Wolf. Bullshit. And here we are talking <laughs> to the same thing. Bullshit. <laughs> exactly. Bullshit. But... but I mean, the, the the fact of the matter is, is will a comedian decide not to say a joke now? Is I, it become I even an adi- additional reason? I mean, because what it really comes down to is, is it's a, demonst- a physical demonstration of what people have been talking about. If you don't like what I, if you don't like what's being said, you will get canceled. In this case, you'll get physically assaulted. Because it's violence. But it. You know, whatever happened to sticks and stones, right? Sticks and stones. Can't say that anymore. Why not? Because it's it's not true. Words can hurt your they feelings. They, well, no. Your feelings, See, your this bones is, This can is a be conversation broken. I've had with people for, for my entire life. And everybody can be, can feel internally what they wish to feel, but they've got to understand it's their own feelings. Yeah. That's all it ever is. And how you deal with things in in a social context, in a public or a private context, is difficult to say the least. And he obviously had an out of, uh, at least out not of obviously, body. but it seemed like it was experience. an out of body experience, yeah. and just flipped out. Well, Probably, you know, that was the camel to, or the camel. <laughs> it was the it was the straw that broke the camel's back. The in camel this case. that broke the straw's back. Yeah, kind I of. I mean, that. it makes more <laughs> sense, honestly. You saw that he laughed at the joke early on, right? 
Yeah, like he, he was, was chuckling just because everybody was chuckling, and then he went, "What am I laughing about?" I don't know if Jada which, look, gave him a look like this, or I don't. I which tells me I how dumb. What tells me how dumb he is? He's got nothing going on upstairs. I'm sorry. Look, I, I, I have heavy criticism for these people because at the end of the day, they want certain things that the rest of the society does not want and would condone as honestly evil in a lot of ways. And then we're now expected when something like that happens, which. I mean, dude, dumb position, dumb position, like dumb hill to die on, like such a dumb hill. There's so many other hills. I mean, when you were crying on live television, when your wife basically told you that like she doesn't love you anymore, because that's what happened in an interview, interview that they agreed to go on. Yeah, he started crying on live television during an interview that they agreed to host. And See, do. I don't know any of this background Yeah, he's a meme. He's a meme. And his whole persona is like, West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground. Like, I mean, he, he's the nice guy who like got in one single fight, quote unquote, hilariously ironic. And now he's in Bel Air. Like, you know, it's he's it's, it's totally ruined now. But there's so many pl- other positions where he could have been like, you know what? Yeah, no, I'm not taking this anymore. Uh... Why he chose that with Chris Rock when Chris Rock was doing his job on stage baffles me. And um, who, by the way, held it together, I would not have held that together. I would have hit him back. Yeah. I would have. <laughs> also, what man slaps another mode. man? What man slaps another Open-handed man? Open-handed slap? Yeah, I mean, backhand like, maybe, what? but what? like, like open-handed, it's like, what a bitch move. I'm sorry. Like speaking of bitches in the future, like uh, honestly, what a uh, if stupid... you're gonna if you're gonna take the time to get out up out of your chair and walk, well not clock run, it. walk across up the stairs and across the stage. I, I mean, at that I, point, I, you've got to punch him in the face. I mean, you like you've got to knock him out. At, at that point, you would probably go, "What the hell am I doing, man?" Maybe, but um, but he, yeah, yeah. but he committed. Like, if you're gonna commit, you don't slap a man across the face like that. Honestly, this is how I would have. Uh, if I was Will Smith, and I okay. was, let me let me pause. You're Will Smith, Beowulf, and Will Smith's body. Jada Pickett Smith is not laughing at the joke. Chris Rock said that you that you're you're not wife who is your wife but isn't your wife, but you feel that she's your wife, but she doesn't respect you as your her husband. Um, she looks at you and gives you a disdainful look because of the joke. Go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let me preface. Let, let me let me expand upon that a little bit. I'm also, I'm also uh, having this moment of, I need to prove myself as a husband and man to this to woman who doesn't respect me pretty openly. Okay. Hey Jada, I can't wait to see GI Jane too. Go. Ha 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 ha. <gasps> <laughs> that, that was me wow. powering up like the whole <laughs> no, this is what I would have done if I really want to prove some sort of point and could have definitely won some major points at least in that crowd you take off Chris Rock's pants no oh, walk up there Chris Rock's laughing he's, he's chuckling like oh boy here he comes Will Smith grabs the microphone from him and says, yeah, so, because um, by the way, apparently Jada Pickett-Smith talks pretty openly about her alopecia on her podcast. And her open relationship. She does talk about that, too. At the same time. Uh, <laughs> he takes the microphone, he goes, hey, uh, you know, my wife, she talks about it pretty openly on our podcast, but maybe some of you don't know it here. Something that she's uh, dealing with, and I have to watch her uh, cry about it at night. Uh, her her head's bald because she can't grow any hair, and she talks about or something like that. Uh, so yeah, I think this joke is pretty stupid. And, and next time you say it, drop the mic. I'm walks off. You. Yeah. Or you know what you could yeah. have done. And you know what? Mm-hmm. We could have all said the same thing. Like that was it was a joke, dude. Stupid. But I guarantee you, 
that would have won him way more points oh, with yeah. the with but, the. He's not con- winning any. You know points. No, right no, 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 wait, no. Wait, wait. You know he what would have won him more points than that though, because that is a good point, and I kind of agree with it. I think what he should have done and been like, walk up and be like, "My wife is bald everywhere, and I support women," and then just leave. He could oh have just gosh. said that. No. He, and here's the thing: he would have empowered women because that's the like motto today. It's not to actually empower women with like being like womanly. It's to be terrible in every aspect. My wife is all, bald everywhere. There you go, and dude. Then no one would have said a <laughs> single thing. Unnecessary. Yeah, Why is that unnecessary? Totally. One hundred percent. No, fits I'm, I'm the speaking, MO. not trying to get any laughs. I'm saying he could have that's literally take. No, he could have won by saying, by literally. Trust me, he would have won points with the woke crowd. Everyone in the room would have been like, oh, how dare you make a joke like that? Even if it was a stupid, very, very light-handed joke. In fact, if I had to to deal with cutting all my hair or cutting, you know, shaving my head or something because of something like this, I would think being called G.I. Jane was a compliment, which... Well, kind of was. Jane, Jane was kind of a badass. Movie. I mean, uh, yeah, in, in so, 1997. So you know, Demi <laughs> I'd rather be. Ba- I'd rather be could, referred she, he to. He could have gone up there and said, "And this is why everybody hates Chris," which is an which yeah, you know, which would have been hilarious. Well, yeah, and and he referred to her as GI Jane, not Shrek. Like he's bald too. <laughs> like you know, for like, some reason, Shrek would have been a little bit less offensive. I guess. I here's the real thing: is like in reality, because now like you know, draft procedures from the military involve men and women. It's an actual, like, accurate statement. If we were to have a draft, she's, like, young enough to still be G.I. Jane. So, technically, he may have forecasted the future because we are, as everyone knows, on the cusp of World War Seven with Kim Jong-il's ghost and the uh, the brother of Vladimir Putin because he's probably not alive. So, I, I just truly, <laughs> I truly think, like, if I was all in that position. They're all And you know what? Who knows? But I just know if I, I was in a position where I had really to shave my head. It could have been a doppelganger. I would have loved Bill being Smith. referred to Bill. as G.I. Jane or like the um, Natalie Portman in V for Vendetta well, when she shaves her head. Like these are badass women. Or what's um? He didn't even is say. It actually, actually, she was pretty badass in, in Matrix. Well, he didn't even say yeah. something like relevant to the time. Like all three of those references, like people who watch the Oscars are or either A, like 900 years old and like, at risk of death from COVID or be 10 years old and who don't know what's happened. So referencing GI Jane doesn't make any sense because it came out in 1997. I don't know. It was odd. The whole thing was weird. I honestly thought maybe there was another version of GI Jane coming out when I first... I also like when I heard that Will Smith had slapped him, I thought for sure, because all I heard was a joke about Jada Pickett Smith. I thought for sure it was about the whole um, Affair. affair. That's not an affair. But, no, but, then, but here's the thing. If you're going to throw those things out there, people are going to talk about them. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I mean, you know it, what? That's the thing. Look, honestly, and uh, and and Jada Pickett-Smith didn't do it. She rolled her eyes and Will Smith did whatever he did. But, but, However, course, but she did do it, though. She's on her podcast talking no, no, about no, no. I'm talking about disease that all middle-aged men suffer from. All middle-aged men, almost every man well, when they hit middle age. Maybe she identifies that way. Then that's why it should be a compliment. G.I. Jane. Like, cool, Jada, maybe you identify as a man. A middle-aged man. Middle-aged we, don't, man. We, we don't know what Jada Pickett-Smith thinks. Why we only know what why Will Smith thinks. Why are you defending? I, no. You your wife's name I out of flares flying out. I truly do not care about these people. In any, and this is what Scientology does to you. That's all I got to say. They're in Scientology? Are they really? 
Um, no. I don't know if they're like fully. I know they they dabbled in it. How do you dabble in something? Like they've talked about it. <laughs> At that they level, gave, you don't dabble. They you gave go, me you some go beakers. Full John Travolta. They, they aren't full John Travolta. <laughs> they, they gave me they, some beakers the, and taught me the uh, scientific sci- method. <laughs> Scientology doesn't have as much dirt on them as they do on John Travolta. Well, because all their dirt's out in the open. I mean, maybe that's why their dirt's out in the open. Which, by the way, maybe maybe she has alopecia because she took something from John Travolta. Oh my exactly. God, he also has alopecia too. That's right. He does. What? I thought you said all middle-aged men have alopecia. He, they do. Yeah, they do. He, every single man eventually develops alopecia. Which, by the way, I'm glad that my demographic is finally in a roundabout way. It and the Bulls demographic were finally represented among popular culture because all of the alopecia advocates didn't even know it was a fucking thing. All the AAs, um, <laughs> they uh, they're now coming out defending. Hi, people who struggle. My name is Bull. Hi, Bull. My name is. I Wolf. have alopecia. Yeah, I have alopecia too. I'm using medication. I to first help noticed it, it when I was. I noticed it when I was young 25. Bull. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad to know that both of you who suffer from this. Hey, this, don't you uh, dare yeah, belittle you have, our disease. You have more hair. Yeah, than why don't you lend any normal person you hair privilege? Have. Well, you are now represented by. Will and Jada Pickett Smith. So congratulations. No, only yeah. Jada. Got yeah, Will privilege. doesn't. That's true. Well, Will, Will is your hey, defender. Beowulf has hair privilege. Yeah, you do. You don't. That's you not even fair. You you sit down on the chair you, that you're I sitting. I think you owe us something. Yeah, you do. That. Where's my Where's my free Where's my free <laughs> hair for men? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can just suffer. I'll I've got my that. own issues. The day when someone stomps on stage and. and punches someone in the face for Hashimoto's disease, I will fully stand by that well, violence. Speaking of disease go. and disorders, uh, and then I mentioned this a little bit ago for our listeners, um, and I, just to give some context, as I've said in other episodes, I, I'll i just mention this briefly. I'm black-pilled, and I'm getting more black-pilled as the days go on, because recently the American Psychiatric uh, Association has decided, according to the DSM-5, that grief, prolonged grief specifically, is now a mental disorder. Now, that might sound kind of normal to you because, hey, you know what? Being sad is not good. That's like depression. Well, according to the DSM-5, and I'm pulling it up right now, uh, it defines... Didn't they, it, did, hold it. Didn't they get at rid of, at the same time, gender dysmorphia? D- dysphoria, yes, dysphoria, they did. Yeah, dysphoria, that was two. That was dysphoria. three years ago. Um, now, prolonged grief disorder can happen when someone close to the bereaved person has died within at least six months for children and adolescents, almost at adolescence, um, or within <laughs> at least 12 months for adults. Uh, in prolonged brief, grief disorder, the bereaved individual may experience intense longings for the deceased or preoccupation with thoughts of the deceased or in children and adolescents with the circumstances around death. Um, these grief reactions occur most of the day, nearly every day for at least a month. So according so to the DSM, for a month, you now have a mental disorder. Yep. Um, Isn't I, that just a? What if your wife if, dies? Yeah, well, what is I that? mean, Will Smith wouldn't care. But what if your wife dies? Oh my god! And you know, you uh, you you. It's true though. If if your wife dies, like what you're supposed to just get over it in the month? Like their reference point is is in relation to. Um, it's impertinent uh, impairment in social, occupational, and other important areas of functioning. So, if that bothers you for more than a month, and then it's also in accordance to I'm any cultural, you, these, social, these theological, or religious legal norms. reasons. They're, They're that's exactly. I was going to say this is for legal reasons, and also medicine. so you can qualify. You can qualify for care longer that's under exactly what's so, going so on. under it's certain medicine. like Medicare or Medicaid yeah. so, or. So let me. That's what it's for. So again, back to my statement of quackery before the podcast. It's no longer medicine. No, it's, it's not. It's 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 to <laughs> excuse me. You I need might some get medicine, sir. Yeah. 
You might have need a, some Zyrtec, some I have Allegra. A cough you might have the. Flu. It's actually I actually don't have a cough. Are, are it's all, all in my head. It's been there for more than a month. All oh, the so it's a psychological bumblebee sore. urine on all the, the, the flowers. Okay, what first of all, it's pollen and it's, it's pollen. not urine. And second I'm of all, just it's also bumblebee shit. That's yeah, what the very, yellow shit is. Very on your waxy. You're, you, yeah, it's very trying waxy to destroy shit. you from the inside out. All well, the, the reason, pollen on a factual basis. Honey, oh my god, isn't honey like the best? Fantastic. Yeah, if you rub it on your hair, by the way, or no alopecia. You alopecia won't have alopecia. Gone. Yeah, it's gone. You, or you could be even shinier. actually you put it on your head and then just stick some hair on there. Yeah, and exactly. you, now you got a toupee. I mean, Jada, why don't you take that advice? Um, seriously <laughs> though, like that's that would make sense. You know, just but, rub some honey on your head and boom, you don't suffer from. Can you imagine the disease getting attra- and, and getting attacked by all the? You smell and good. You smell good. And here's the thing: and that the yellow, bees would be around. Well, you. that yellow shit that you see on the car every once in a while that people say is like some like airline fuel. That's like oh, them. Yeah. Well, that's to change the personality yeah. type. Of all people, it's actually everywhere. pollen. So when no, it, yeah, it is. no, it's yeah, it not. Is. It's it is chemtrails. No, it's one hundred percent pollen. Um, so the reason I say that it could be chemtrails. It could be pollen chemtrails. Pollen chemtrails. Everyone knows this that is bees going are off the rails. Um, so, off the okay, rails. You're not okay. First of all, you're guessing the show. Second of all. <laughs> I'm the CEO and or president of the Wolf and Bull Enterprise, which is sponsored by I-Level Studios and hosted by I-Level Students Studios. And this guy over here has given me full reign of this podcast right now. With Go that being it. said, back to the bees. Yellow pollen on your car, it's bee poop. Because bees, when they ingest the pollen, they have to bring it back to their hive. And if they don't make it enough time, then they poop on your car. That is factually correct. Your facts need some... 100% true. 100% true in yeah. the mind of the wolf. 60% true, 100% of the time. <laughs> what were you talking about before the pollen? He doesn't remember. He was talking about the the change in honey definition. On, I was actually talking about honey and on then my we, head to no, solve we were And we were saying that the definition changed for legal reasons and to Correct. prolong care yes. under certain so, that's exactly insurances. That's but here's, here's the problem with that. When you have a medical journal taking a position or putting parameters around these these quote unquote diseases or mental disorders, et cetera, they're not doing it for medical reasons. It's no. it's this whole follow the science bullshit that's been occurring for well, it's, quite a while. It's now. the same thing as like for the past two years. Well, maybe not so much in a lot of places right now, but um, until about three, four months ago, you'd walk into a restaurant, you'd wear your mask until you sat down at your seat, which made no uh, follow the science. There's no scientific sense to that you're if someone's got COVID in the restaurant and you're coughing and you're sitting whoa, down you're s- you're still hey, exposed hey, hey, in the hey, way whoa, that whoa, you whoa, would whoa, be whoa 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 this is a factually correct podcast we're okay? gonna have another the point we're i'm gonna trying, have another caution yeah. symbol the point i'm trying to make is that the reason we're not gonna have why, any ad funds at all is the point we're not gonna make any money the reason ever. why restaurants were enforcing that was to protect themselves legally it had right. nothing to do bullshit. with no, no, protection no. I of say, no, bullshit. Bullshit. that's exactly I say bullshit. right the reason i say bullshit is because if that were the case then technically you are now opening yourself up to discrimination lawsuits which again is a really dumb way to protect yourself yes it is and the reason i say that is because if we're going to talk if, if we're to look everyone's talking about how this is all for the do you health, think a right? lawsuit would go over if you say i'm discriminating against people if you don't, don't let, have COVID or do have COVID? Well, now that we all understand that the magical little needles don't Our work as well as the other way, again. I'm sure Guarantee it does, you. but yes, it but opens... But she's, she's absolutely... But wait a second, uh, it still opens someone up to a discrimination lawsuit, because if you refuse someone 
business or service based around that only stuff. Only if you're in a certain only if you're demographic. Certain, okay, if you're not, still, then it doesn't matter. Okay, but that's it's all about it's all about what side and you th- you're on. Yeah, but at you the think time but that's, the sides are important. But that's my that's point though. It's still, about. it's you're, th- and it's pro- medical journals are the same way. But again, the problem then is assuming that only one demographic thinks a specific way. There are, I'm sure, that demographic that have been discriminated against, and they don't pursue a lawsuit. Okay, so let's go back to what I said a few seconds ago. Sure. Gender dysphoria went away three years ago in the scientific... Intentionally, yeah. Yeah, intentionally. Why do you think that is? So they can manipulate the masses of young children to reject... Okay, that's the biggest concern. We want to manipulate To reject rational truth and to push forward an agenda... And and to push forward an agenda of purposelessness. That's what I think. Well, I think you're wrong. I think they did it to cover their own asses and because that's the way their academic... um, Not betters, but their... Their constituency is looking at things. They're saying, we have this cadre of people that are looking to identify a certain way, and and we can't have this in our journal specifying that it's something other than what they want to be. Because if we do, then they're not going to get the quote-unquote rights that they want to have. But back to my point is, what can you take away when there is purposelessness, i.e. no understanding of truth? You can take away rights. I understand exactly what you're saying. So that's my whole point. The lack of truth, the lack of, of... T- not touchstones, lack of, of moral standards, compass. if you will, things that do not change amongst the fr- the fray of time and, and how, how things develop and evolve and all that kind of stuff. There should be some kind of standards, like don't kill someone. Okay? Well, but that's, uh, that's gone now because words are violence. So <clears throat> you have every reaction according to the Twitter mob. So you believe killing someone's going to be according eventually... According to Twitter a- mob, which directs what the Democratic Party does and the policymakers currently within the party, that's literally what they say. They say Will Smith is justified in his action because words the are The Twitter mob is nobody. Why you know is who it, the Twitter okay, mob is? About the Twitter 10 mob million is, blue checks of famous people who are dictating what our culture it. believes. That's the They're problem nobody, right there. Though. That's The problem is, is that we're being dictated to by this minority no. group of people that have the power reigns right now. Minority group of people who have the majority, majority voice. voice. The, the, which matters. The, well, of course it matters. That's why you're seeing all these different changes that are going on. What, what the problem is, is the majority aren't using the voices that they have or they're being silenced one way or another. So the, the, the question becomes is how do we change that, right? But you can't, does, you can't change it when uh, the system that is widely misunderstood by almost every citizen within the country and manipulated on both ends by every every politician in the country is broken down to these just totally uh, watered-down versions of what they're supposed to be. People think that this country is meant to be a, a, a democracy, which is why we have the problems that we have today. They don't understand that in order for it to be a democratic republic, what it's supposed to be, you have to be informed, you have to understand what you're supposed, what you're talking about. The reason we have the issues that we have with, you know, uh, quote unquote, transing the kids, or quote unquote, um, people who believe that the world is racist and all certain demographics are racist to accept them, or these radical activist movements, is because people fundamentally misunderstand what this entire country is about. And thus, taken to the logical extreme, they ignore rational truth and rights of other people in favor of rights of themselves. So you gotta ask yourself how did these vocal minorities get mm-hmm. into power? They were voted when I there. say minorities, I mean less people, not ethnic minorities. Okay? They were voted there. Voted and or financed into it. So the, the reason that you have the, the people at the Oscars that think they know better than anybody else, the reason you have this elite class is because we put them in positions of either power or finance, which is a different type of power. So we've either allowed those people 
to gain and gain and gain on the backs of us. We, you, you guys were talking about subscription services. Mm-hmm. You guys have five or six or 10 subscription services all at a certain dollar amount. Which is basically Which is nothing you guys need at all. No. And if you disagree with the people that are in the charge of those, then you cancel those subscriptions. And if everybody thought the same way we were talking about, all those subscriptions would be canceled. You know what happened to those platforms overnight? They'd go out of business. Go out of business or change their business. Well, and that's... And that, that's that therein true. lies the problem. If, if you, if you uh, raise everybody up financially to a place where they think they have a soapbox, think they have a voice, think they know better than everybody else, and the honest truth is the only reason they're in those positions is because we've allowed them one penny or one subscription at a time to be at those levels. Yep. And if you rip out carpet out from under them, guess what happens? It all goes away. I agree with you, but I don't think that they're in those on those bully pulpits maybe mm-hmm. would be a cool little adjective to use. Um, I don't think they're there because of financials, even though that is a part of it. I think they're there because people have lost, as I've said a second ago, an understanding, a belief or understanding of why anything exists. And they've put their <clears throat> traditional theological views, which otherwise 60 years ago would have been put into something constructive towards those individuals. That's why you have people like politicians and people like public servants and people like medical health professionals, quote unquote, or medical experts as these grand poobah bishops within our society that tell us better because they know better, apparently. They're the druids of the day. Because people somehow believe now that <laughs> medical science is theology and that cultural views, even though it is, they're 100% right about the incentive of power associated with it. That's why I think I was reading of an article uh, earlier today um, about a, a, a elementary class, like a fourth graders, in which like 20 out of 32 kids identified as being LGBTQ right, uh, to their teacher, which is insane. Predatory. And they don't even know what um, the hell they're doing. Well, even they're whether being, that's the case being, or not, you well, know it's the case. I understand There's it is, no way it's not I understand the case. that it is. But whether that's the case or not, just to be fair, uh, the question I have is why are these kids coming out to their teacher? Now, the question I have is why are a bunch of fourth graders ready to talk about sex? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and, and here's the thing is like, this I, is, this is mass hip, hypnosis, not no, hypnosis, I, I think, psychosis. No, it's, it's and brainwashing. The same, yeah. same thing. I'm, you're using different terms for the same thing. In my opinion, what, what you are is you, you, this is, this is in legal terms. So it's called leading the witness. Yeah. You know, if you want them to answer a certain way, you ask questions a certain way. Mm-hmm. And if you do that to a freaking four or five year old, guess what? They're going to answer the way you want them to. Yeah. And, and, and so we put the people in power in positions of power that know how to manage that. And they manage it from their perceived life view, which isn't a wrong life view for them, but it's a wrong life view for everybody. It's not, it's, it's indoctrination. indoctrination. That's what bugs me about this. People should be able to let people live. They should be able to let people kind of grow into their choices. I'm not anti any of these people at all. I'm anti forcing people to make decisions before they're even ready to think about them. Well, I think the problem, though, and I agree with you, I'm right there with you, but the alternative response to that from those very people is they would say anything's indoctrination and anything contrary to their worldview and their existence, because words are violence, is indoctrination to the opposite. No. So when you look at, well, but here's, but that's what they would say. And the reason they're I say, wrong, I know they're wrong, but the reason I say that is like, so my brother, as everyone here knows, and I'm not going to talk about him in detail because he's my brother and I want to keep things private, but he is a very unique individual who is like the 1% of the 1% amongst humans. Like I've never met anyone like him and he's very rare in a lot of ways an incredibly intelligent individual when he made certain he he 
identifies a certain way and acts a certain way, which is totally, I support him in every way in that area. Mm-hmm. When that happened earlier in my life, you were born that way. And now people are indoctrinated into it. So my question is, doesn't that contradict the entire message of whatever that position is? Because the original argument was, well, this is a genetic thing. Like, I, I am this way because I am this way. And now it's a, well, everyone's on the spectrum. So my whole thing is, look, I don't have a problem with it. Because uh, the reason I say that is because as an adult, you should be allowed to do whatever you want to do within reason outside of harming children. Right? And murdering people. And, and engaging in uh, condoned violence on behalf of the masses. Because it's one thing for the government to tell you to go do something. I still have disagreements <laughs> against that. But it's another thing entirely when a mob of people encourage you to do something. Because you will be responsible at the end of the day and they won't be. The government is not... And when it comes to the government, it's the same principle kind of works. But at least there's some protection there, I guess. So, it, Well, kinda. I think the difference is, is our world is forever in its entire civilized history been full of individuals and groups that have wanted to, and I use the word indoctrination, we can use several others, but have wanted to indoctrinate those around them into their belief system. And you mentioned it a minute ago, This the, the science is religion now. It, it truly is in a lot of different ways. But that that's always been the case throughout history. If I have a point of view and I hold the reins of power, then to stay in power and to grow my point of view, which I truly believe is the right point of view, I'm going to try to teach you at whatever age you're at, that my point of view is right and others are wrong. Mm-hmm. That's normal. Uh, that's that's a normal distribution of... of it's of, human nature. Yeah, it's, it's human nature, but it's also... It's kind of a psychological survival of the... I was going to say fittest, but not even fittest. The, it's, it's evolutionary. It, I would it, say it is similar. in a lot of ways. But the the country that we live in today and the platform of existence that we've had at least in my lifetime has been the kind of live and let live idea which means everybody has this this developed sense of this uh, level we live on and the ability to grow your path in life based on your circumstances your genetic predisposition your surroundings your cadre of of relationships etc to decide who you're going to be and now that's being taken away from us. It used to be increment by increment, but now it's just being ripped away from us and just say, no, we're all everything at the same time. We're everything. We're on the spectrum, as you put it. The spectrum means this big, wide swath a never of ending, possibility. A never-ending swath of possibility. And if I'm in power and my possibility is way over here, I'm going to tell you this is the right way to go. Why don't you come over well, with me? Well, it's almost... And we'll we'll get to our main message of this podcast in a few minutes, but I guess the way I can relate it to is it's almost contrary to what the American viewpoint of how the world should exist is because when you know we talk we've talked about this before on other podcasts the whole under god premise in our in the constitution and with you know in multiple you know uh, political documents in our country is not about actually being under god but being under something that can basically is so far out of the reach of another man that they can't control you in any way well the uh, the alternative to that on the opposite end of the spectrum is the spectrum well, you're on, everything's possible. So as long as everything's possible, you're a part of our cadre of groups. And because of tribalism, you have to agree with everything we say or we're going to excommunicate you. And because of that, we're going to be able to push whatever power uh, and ideas that we want without you really knowing because we're never going to really tell you the truth because it's us in power against the stupid, simpleton, see, poor people like you. See, if you really believed that everybody was on the spectrum, 
And I, it kind of makes some sense because that's the whole gray concept, right? There are no black and white series. Everything's gray. Everything's a mishmash. If you really believe that, then you should believe that everybody should be on the spectrum wherever they're at. Well, but and we should accept them all. But that's, but that's, that's not funny what's twist going there. on. But that's the funny twist there. And this is what we talked about last week with the destructionism. What is said is not meant that's literally what it is, is what they say is not what they mean. They'll say spectrum and they actually mean small box. Yeah. They'll yeah. say they'll, they'll they'll say this slice of the spectrum is where we want well, everybody. Well, it's not even it's not even a slice. It's literally just one grouping of individuals who have now coalesced together because they somehow feel they've been slighted by the whole. That's what it is. It's people who want revenge for some reason, and that comes down to any group that we can talk about that is quote-unquote identifying as a minority. It is now a revenge game as opposed to actually becoming equal with someone else. It's like, uh, and here's the thing, being a, uh, traditionally from the viewpoint of other people, they would think that I'm a part of the demonized group, right? Mm -hmm. But ironically, I'm not. And so my whole position here is like, you know, I see both ends. I understand the struggle that both people have. I understand being not a part of a group and not feeling like you're a part of a group because I had a life that was not a lot of, like a lot of other people when I was younger. And, you know, I had to make friends fast because I lost them really quick because of circumstances. So when it comes to, you know, certain situations, it, with what's going on, it just seems petty. It's like, mm -hmm. you're not solving anything. You're creating more problems. You want to talk about a spectrum. You're not involving the vast majority of people. And thus, the vast majority of people then won't support you. And you're going to create enemies out of people who should be your friends. Just like when it comes to the certain group of uh, social elite within the country, they should realize that if they weren't so fucking polarized, that they would have more fans and thus more opportunities for success and power as opposed to strangling the power that they think that they might never lose one day. Well, I think a lot of people get to a certain level of power, a certain level of economic freedom and they see that they can sustain that no matter who they actually become so they actually become who they originally were and were hiding from everybody and they get up on these boxes and they then proclaim to the world that they know better than everybody else and come join me because i have all these followers i have all these fans i have the this political capital whatever the case may be and it's it's an unfortunate use of really kind of what we were talking about last time it's an unfortunate use of of uh earth energy if you will and and one of the things i think that that we should probably before we go off into too many other tangents is kind of dip into the the subjects for the day and you know i, w I was thinking earlier i was i was going over some notes and i was thinking that we'd have kind of a part two to our discussion last week where we were talking about old and new energy and move that into a category of both physical biological, um, even, even mental and even, you know, metaphysical kind of energy and how it impacts our world and our, our own internal person, our people, uh, our, ourselves personally, biologically, and then how we can impact the world with those kind of things. And then I sat around and I was, I was getting ready to put those notes together for today's and I, I read this blog and I went, you know what? I think this is going to be a better subject for the day. Now we've gone off on some real big tangents, but part of the challenges we have today with the way people look at the spectrum overall and the, the, the vocal minorities versus the large majority of people, one of the demonstrations of how people react to those kind of things are uh, where you end up geographically. And there's a lot of reasons behind people moving around uh, country to country or within states, etc. But I I read this blog earlier today, and maybe maybe our uh, our our kind of quasi guest today can can either talk a little bit about that blog or fill us in on kind of some of her thoughts. 
for the day to get us started in that direction. What do you think, Bale? Our very quiet quasi guest who's left the podcast because the sensitive topics have become too sensitive. I was listening carefully. Yeah. Were, were you feeling your hair turn blue as, as we were talking about some of that? In another world, maybe I did have blue hair. Hmm. Had you have never met me, you would at least have you moved didn't have to, alopecia. Yeah, you would have moved to Garcetti's Playland, oh, and God. we would never would have met. Speaking, well, Garcetti's Playland. Well, what about um? Is there a new? Are they voting for a new mayor in L.A.? Uh, no, Garcetti's still no, mayor. Garcetti's still mayor. And, and I was and talking what's about. Her I wasn't name? talking about. You're Garcetti. talking about what's her name up in the New York? But yeah. not, oh, not, what's oh, the mayor? No, no it's uh, his name's. Uh, the new that's that might be his name actually a lot Garcetti's of people call not, him that yeah the, the fuck the fuck yeah that's his name i can't remember the mayor of in new york, york that's kind of a term in it's the new guy de blasio. Isn't he... de blasio no de blasio is the old guy no no yeah, they, the they voted guy. in a new guy isn't the new guy police he yeah he used to be a sergeant Cop? or something oh yeah but um, he's having his struggles as well yeah because he's yeah, well actually, he's eric he's adams been, eric adams he's got new york it's not they, you know, an they've, easy they've, brain they've child kind of gone back renamed it they've kind of gone started to go back now to the broken windows program yeah which what's, is a good what's thing. that what's that back in the the time of uh what's his name what's trump's buddy uh does he have anybody i know yeah he ran the, for president uh, uh, dr- uh no uh giuliani giuliani thank yeah. you back in his day and then another guy's day they the police chief of new york at the time there were their you know the murder rate was up the the, the breaking in and everything was all the crime was way up and they had this policy they put in was called broken windows policy and basically it was cleaning up the neighborhoods and saying hey you don't let these subway systems deteriorate like this you don't let all this graffiti go you don't let the broken windows stand in the neighborhoods you fix them you spend your money and time fixing those things because people tend to look at that stuff and when it's it, when it's in good order they don't have as much crime involved. I'm okay. very much simplifying that because there's a whole there's a whole book that one of those guys, I think the ex police chief at the time, who ended up being LA's police chief at one time, wrote a wrote a book on that, and it it, it worked. I well, mean, you forgot about the supremacy. You left that out. It's a joke. I, I never forget about supremacy. Yeah, you forget about the you supremacy. Know, bull, bulls are yeah, clean way, streets. Way up clean on. streets and non broken <clears throat> windows are a sign of cultural decay. Well, oh boy, you always bring it back down. To I that. actually have people. a friend who lives in Italy, and he is moving to L.A. God, um, yeah, he's moving there for school, going to school in Santa Monica, and he just recently asked me if I had any like ideas about good um, neighborhoods or anything, and get a gun. <laughs> That's how you make a neighborhood good. Well, Depend I, yourself. I told him, I said, mm-hmm. look, I mean. Bottom line, the best neighborhoods are going to be the ones you hear all the celebrities living in, Calabasas, Thousand Oaks. Um, well, those are affordable at $10,000 a month for rent. But if you are going to live in Santa Monica, look for some students who are renting out rooms because that's going to be your best bet. You're not going to find a studio flat there. You know you know what, Bob? Just one last thing because I want to jump into this, but what really bothers me a lot about that state in particular, not no, no longer living there, people will subject themselves to the worst atrocities of human existence for the sake of claiming that the little badge on their ID card says California. Like I, you don't see the same problems anywhere else except in New York. You'll see all these issues in California. You don't see them anywhere else only in that state. And it doesn't make any sense to me because well, it's like, it's like, it's like saying that you want to like become a better human while subjecting yourself to like 
grossly disturbing and desensitizing images every day, thinking that that's not going to impact how you see other people. Do you you know how you meet people sometimes and they were raised in like a very chaotic situation? Uh Aha. Yeah. And as they grow up, they're they're not bad people. Maybe they make some good choices in their life, but they still tend to be drawn to very chaotic people. Like they like Uh to keep chaotic people around them or as friends or even like at quote unquote arm's length. Like there's always someone around who's sort of very reminiscent of their very disruptive childhood yeah i've been meaning to say that uh that chuckles the clown is coming maybe people feel that way about places like new york and in california wow, that's that's interesting and very maybe i, was I think it's introspective true. but that's not really introspective that that's that's really an interesting way of looking at that thanks for if con- you're personifying the states concisely in- putting what i said terribly into a really nice well i can relate to that i mean i i'm someone who lived most of my life in california and i totally recognize the the cons because there's some pretty big cons about that state and i think even the people who love it the most can recognize that there's some serious problems going on and it just seems to be getting worse and not better um but i also understand like the kinship to where you grew up i mean think of it like this um I'm American. I was born in the United States. And when I go abroad, people obviously know I'm from America just by my voice. But they also ask me where I'm from. And I say I'm from California. And it's the same sort of thing, uh, you know, when someone comes to America and they're from, you know, mm-hmm. any country. Think of one. I don't Ukraine. Know. <laughs> oh, he had to pick that. Okay, Ukraine. Uh, that's a good actually. That's actually a good example because I have a very good friend of mine who's from Ukraine. She was born there and she immigrated here when she was a baby, and she has dual citizenship. And she's very proud of the fact that she is Ukrainian American. So there's a good point. You know, I was born in America, and a lot of people who are immigrants here always, you know, you put you put the country that you were born in in front of American because we're a huge melting pot society. So we were born here. So we take the States we grew up in as a very huge part of our cultural heritage. Just instead nostalgic of nostalgic to you. Nostalgic. Sure. I mean, like I said, I, I totally see the argument against living or moving to California, especially if you're someone who was not born there and maybe you were raised in a completely different situation uh, economically the lifestyle of california and new york particularly are very fast paced there's a lot going on at all times if you're from a state that why are you laughing at me wolf i can see you over my microphone grinning the only way that the only i was born there as well and the only reason i stayed is because of that song from phantom planet about california that's it great song California like I, I only stay well, well what, I, what I'm saying is there is a cultural significance to California and it's in I mean look at that you just named a song I can name probably 10 other songs yeah, but it's always but here's the thing is what's so ironic about all that is there's always like a cultural significance of California within pop culture ironically but then when you go there there's like zero culture no okay. one wants to talk to each other there's homelessness up the wazoo. It's Everything's not true. Really expensive. That's not. There, there okay, is a ton it's of not entirely okay, true. Okay, so let me let me let me let me rephrase that. It's not entirely true, but it is prevalent. So what's the thing? What are some of the things you like about California? You name some things you don't. The things I like. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I can name a couple. Well, because here's the problem, though. And let me. I'll say some, but here's the problem that I want, I guess, people to understand about it. The only things that I ever hear about California outside of friends and family, because that's why I like it, because I have friends and family there, Mm -hmm. um, is always the climate and the geography. 
which those are two pretty pretty are, big things for a lot of people. Yeah, but those are big things in every state. It's all like here's the thing. Well, is, what's so funny is it's such a California. You've lived thing. in other states. Though. I understand that, and I would say other states are just as beautiful in different ways. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing that I guess what I would say is a part of Californian ignorance as is a part of American ignorance, is they would think that the place that they reside at that point in time is the greatest and best place that they have ever possibly been. And thus, because of that, they will discount anything else. When you and I talked about moving out of state, everyone looked at us like deer in headlights. Oh, there's not any other states than California. There's 49 of them. And all of them are absolutely gorgeous. Every single one of them in different ways. And there's different culture in other states. Like, America, and I'm going to stop right here because it's a tangent I'll get on. America is a fucking big country. Really big, mm-hmm. full of small, like almost just as big countries. California is larger than the United Kingdom. I mean, you look at a map, the map, there's this whole study we talked about. I don't know if we ever talked size. about it on the podcast. I don't think we have on the podcast. But, but the maps that we have are not, like, they're not accurate in size. Like, you look at, like, something like Greenland and it shows how big it is. It's a t- it's smaller than a lot of states. Yeah, people look at the globe and they think those that's are not, that's no. the size. Of, that's well, not yeah, accurate it's, at all. it's the perspective of the map, so... Mm-hmm. Because yeah, the map dilutes it. So when you look People at America, don't realize how big Alaska is. Well, they Alaska don't realize how big the United States is. almost as big States as the mainland U.S. They don't realize how big the United States is. And so I guess my whole thing is not to say that, like, look, California is not a terrible place to be if all the policy problems didn't exist. But that's a perfect world. And that's, 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 a, that's a pipe dream. And that's why I think it's so funny because one of the states that is supposedly supposed to be the most full of the most opportunity, full of the most wealth, full of the most culture, according to people from California, is also one of the most difficult, like abused policy wise states to exist in. It's weird. It's a con- it's a quandary. Maybe that's the problem is that it has the culture is just a little bit of every other culture, right? You have so many people mm. from so many different places bringing Well, then you would say America. Everything they have from their home Hugely. there. But then you, which is part of part of the allure, you but know. But then you'd say America you, is a problem if that's the case. That's I'm not true. No, I, the majority of people Look, live there, in California. There's 40 million people. 10% of the the nation's sure. pop more than 10% of the nation's population lives in California. Sure, and that's and, not. And, and, yeah, and it is a huge melting pot from all over the world. Absolutely, for a lot of different reasons, including the two you guys mentioned, geography and, and the climate, of course, and the climate. And I'm, I'm from a I'm from Michigan mm-hmm. originally, and there's the a Michigander. Reason. That's right, and I I think Michigan is absolutely gorgeous. It is. It I is love a Michigan. Beautiful, beautiful place, and it's. But the downsides on it was climate, mm-hmm. and it cold winters, hot yeah, summers, but, but I don't. And, I still but, don't. But my my desire to, to get myself to California was a a youthful exuberance for the idea of this golden state and the freedom it mm-hmm. in opportunity yeah, opportunity and and I made my way out here. It's the reason Beowulf talks about being born and raised in California. Yeah, and for the for the most part of my living there, it gave me what I was looking for. But over the course of the last handful of years it has gone rapidly in a different direction and it's the reason i'm not there anymore but i don't mm-hmm. think i get what you guys are saying but i don't think that that's the root of the problem because you look at places like texas with have about 30 million people you look at uh you know florida which has over 22 million people you look at new york state which has over 19 million people new york state and california are out of those four objectively have the most problems out of those four and out of the entire country 
So it's clearly not just because there's a lot of people there. Because then you'd have to say, okay, well, Florida and Texas probably should have as much problems, homeless and, you know, cost-wise and expense-wise and all that as this. What you really need to do is focus in on the metropolitan areas then. Sure. Mm -hmm. New York City and Los Angeles. San Francisco as well. I mean, San Diego hardly falls in that. And San Diego is a big city too. They got a a little under 4 million people, right? It's a big city. It's about about 2 million. Uh, Actually... San Diego, I don't know if it was, Uh, I know a few years ago, it was like the seventh largest city in the United States. It's also, but of course, San Diego butts right up against Tijuana, which is just as It butts up against Tijuana, plus it is now uh, the most expensive county to live in In per per, um, reality and uh, energy prices. But, But again... Again, though, and this is something we were talking about earlier this week that we, I guess, we could bring up on the podcast is the the, the issue is not that there's a lot of people because again, Texas and Florida are both big states and they don't have the same issues. Even though they may not have, I guess, the same size of cities, the states themselves are what suffer from the issues. A big problem as to why we left is because homelessness was a massive issue outside of San Diego and outside of Los Angeles. I think that is same part, with New York. part of the disturbing part. The last couple of years was that the you know there was always a homeless issue and terrible it's it's a sad thing to see in the u.s but there was always a huge homeless issue in the cities but it 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 truly exploded in the last two years um into suburban areas well and the way i look at it is we were talking about the gas prices did you know that california 73 cents on the dollar for gas goes to tax Mm -hmm. do you know that Mm -hmm. i was unaware of that it's the only state in the union that has that much in taxes well, they've so, got a huge so, number of refineries there, but well, it's it's still... So if and, they have a and, huge number of refineries, you'd argue and, that they should have cheaper correct, gas. Correct, but it's not because... Because yeah. <laughs> bad well, policy. Well, th- this goes back to what we were talking about. When you have this huge population and you have this desire of people to live there, then you can tax the living shit out of them to promote whatever agenda for whoever's in power. And that goes back to the conversation we had before because you get these people in power and you get super majorities like you have in, in California now. And you wonder if the policies will ever come back in a different direction. Maybe, maybe not. But it won't until, well, let's talk about it a little bit. I mean, the population over the course of the last, I mean, San Francisco, you mentioned that. Over the July 2020 to July 2021, the city of San Francisco lost 6.3% of their population, 55,000 people in one year. Mm Mm-hmm. You just got, I mean, that's, I mean, we can talk about much broader numbers, but you got to ask yourself why. Well, a lot of people say they moved down to San Diego, which is why the prices are so high in the past year. Very well may be that some of them did, Mm -hmm. but there's been an exodus from California But but That's exactly right. Part of the issue is, I mean, we saw it when we left just a couple weeks ago. I mean, we we rented a U-Haul and... I will not say how much it cost, but it was absolutely crazy how much oh, we had to pay for that thing. It wasn't the most expensive option, but it was hard to get a U-Haul in general. And obviously, I'm sure spring is probably a time when people do a lot of moving naturally. So I understand there's probably always well, a it's going to be it. interesting what's going to happen this summer because people usually wait till their kids get out of school. Maybe, yeah. So yeah, there. Well, transportation is often a leading indicator for a lot of economic things including when you look at geographies, people moving from state to state, et cetera, because it's all about positioning of equipment. And if you have to position a ton of equipment to California because a ton of people are leaving, then the price going out of California is going to be much higher because you have to bring empty equipment back to California to be reusing it. Mm-hmm. That's you know simple economics 101 in this case, and that's why your U-Haul cost what it did. So over the course of the last... Um, 
let's put it this way. The number of people leaving the state is up 12% since before COVID. 12%. That doesn't mean they lost 12% of the population. In the last decade, the population growth in California is like point point zero zero six or something like that. Mm-hmm. I have the stat here somewhere. I can't, I, it's not jumping out at me at the second, but, but that in, and that's really a function of nobody coming back into the state. That's a function of, you know, uh, people not having as many kids that's a function of a lot of the uh, people that came over from asia to become, become american uh, asian americans aren't doing that as much etc a lot so of them were coming for school and then zero, schools were closed 0.06 0.06 yeah that's what i thought well i guess well didn't they didn't they have enough population over the last two years to lose a few seats one they've lost one for sure yeah one seat in uh, the house of representatives already based on population changes and that's the first time in a hundred years that that's happened a hundred years so okay there these are indicators i mean we are one of the indicators ourselves so and i wanted to bring this subject up because it's not just an economic one it's not just a, a decision about um too too high a taxes like they're they're high i mean 13.3 percent is their highest state income tax bracket and that's supposed to be going up again by the way yeah it's going it's up to like 15 isn't it's, it? it's it's crazy what's going on out there but it's not just a matter that this is an emotional thing beowulf was raised there you have a different disposition about the state because your personality type because you've lived elsewhere because of a lot of different things but beowulf was a great example i think of of how people feel about this it's not just a nostalgia thing it's a it's part of your personal identification and that's that's kind of why I wanted her to get into discussing her point of view on this the way she is. Yeah, no, I would agree. It it, it you sort of personify California. And it, if you're somebody like me who felt you were being fair with this with uh, your perspective about the things going wrong in the state, and you were recognizing that for what it was, and you were trying to vote honestly when you were when you're doing your local elections and paying attention to those things it hurts when you make the decision to leave because you do feel like you're giving up on it it's one of those things where if you if you take it on as an identity you take it on as a responsibility and when you feel like you're just you can't you don't know what to do anymore to fix it and you ride it out as long as you can so you abandon in my in my point of view it felt like oh you're just abandoning the 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 place entirely and you're gonna watch it possibly you know shatter into a million but, pieces but from afar the, the problem though is that being a super majority state in which almost 95 to 90 percent of the people vote the same way and think the same way and operate the same way for whatever reason ownership whatever ownership you may have is overblown by bad policy look you may have grown up there longer than I have. That might be true. I also spent my formative years there. I love California just like you do in a different way. I think the difference is that I don't expect the state itself to fix its problems by itself. I expect public servants to do that. And clearly, none of them have and won't. None of them will. And the populace, as the prophet Tim Dillon has said, doesn't give a shit. It's true. They don't. They don't care. And you can't change one, two people can't change the opinion of 40 million. 
Yeah, well, see, therein lies the uh, <clears throat> the dark underbelly of the whole thing, right? Because it's it's such a bad position to take. Even if you're right, it's such a terrible position to take that there's so much apathy mm-hmm. that they just won't change anything. And I think apathy only occurs until it's too painful. The yep. question is, is when does it become too painful? Yeah, but apathy only arises out of confusion. If you don't have an understanding of why something exists, a big part of apathy is going to come from that. You're going to be like, well, you know what? I don't really get it, and none of the things that I do are really going to have an impact on it, so I'll just let someone else handle it. Yeah, but that, the only time you let somebody else handle it consistently and ongoing for a, a long period of time is when it's not painful enough for you. I we don't talk think, about I that many times. That. You've, I've, I I've said that. The, I've talked about that story of the dog on the porch a million times, right? Yeah, but I don't think that. Look, I, I get your. You can actually, go ahead and tell the story. Story. Well, I, I mean, the, you know, that's the old story. Is is that a, a guy moves into a neighborhood, and he's checking the neighbors out, and he's walking up and down the street and having a good time with tree studded, lined tree lined streets and houses set back from the 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 streets and everything. It's really a cool place to live. And he walks by this one house, and he hears like some howling going on, the dog howling, you know putting up a fit about something. He's like, oh, okay, whatever. And he goes on his walk, goes back to his house. Next day, he goes out on another walk, and he, he hears the same dog making, he's, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to, you know, introduce myself to the neighbor, but I'm going to see what the heck's going on. Maybe the poor thing's suffering. So he goes up to the front door, and there's a big porch out front, and there's this guy sitting in a rocking chair, and a dog sitting next to him, and the dog's just howling away. Of course, that's a terrible dog. Being a wolf, you could probably do a much better job. I'm not that. gonna. I'm not gonna. No, you know? I'm not gonna give you the satisfaction. Damn of Making it. a wolf sound. Damn it. But sorry. So he walks up and introduces <laughs> himself to the na- to the neighbor and the in the and they have a, a brief conversation in the background. The dogs howling. bark, 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 not bark, barking, bark, howling, howl, 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 exactly. howl, howl. Okay, that's terrible. <laughs> but anyways, the so he finally goes, hey, you know what, bud? I gotta ask you, you know. Uh, is your dog okay? I mean, he's he's laying here just yowling away, and I just was kind of worried about it. He goes, oh, that dog? Don't mind that dog. He's laying on a nail. Yep. And, uh, the, and the guy asked the neighbor, he goes, well, why doesn't he just get up and get off the nail? He goes, just doesn't hurt enough. So I understand that, and I think at a very base level that makes sense, but I don't agree with it. And the reason I don't agree with it is because there's plenty of historical examples of extreme incidents in which people should have been like, yeah, this hurts a lot, in which they just accept their fate. I think it makes sense if the people who accept, who are in that situation, understand why it hurts them, and then they can go away. But if they don't understand why it should hurt, they won't leave. If yeah, they don't, but, okay, but if you're living in California and mm-hmm. half the people are leaving California and they're all saying it's because there's a big fucking nail you're laying on, mm-hmm. then you do understand. It's not confusion. Yeah, you your apathy ends up being, it's not painful enough But if yet. you don't see that as a nail, then no. Because you and I, all of us... Well, a bunch saw, of masochist dogs? Is that they, what you're saying? No, I'm saying it's a bunch of confused individuals. Because if you and I see that like homelessness is a major problem as eventually being able to impact us negatively, mm-hmm. that's us understanding it to a point where it's not going to change. There's a bunch of people in that state who have the rose-colored lenses on who don't see homelessness as becoming such a problem that it will infect, affect them personally. That's why you see all those people leaving L.A. for Florida. Until it does. But, that, but that's the thing. is If you don't think it ever will... Even when it does, you won't recognize you know, there's, it. There's a law in California that, that and I, I don't know the AV number, but that basically forced new neighborhoods 
to allow a certain amount of Section 8 housing. Mm-hmm. And let me qualify this. I think that the world is full, especially in the United States, is full of a lot of homeless people that need a handout, a hand up, excuse me, not a handout. And, and I am not anti any of that. I'm not one of these people that thinks we should brush those people off as the dregs of society. I think there are legitimate people that need tons of help from society and we should be there to help them. But having said that, you don't move into a neighborhood and spend a million dollars on a house with the intent that your next door neighbor has 15 people living there under Section 8 housing. Uh, The Fair Employment and Housing Act. There you go. FIHA. So everybody has different laws to try to enable the spread of, of certain individuals or certain groups so that it's not too much concentrated in a particular area. But the fact is, is that it, it, it throws off the balance of what people are trying to move to certain areas to do. Yeah, but the problem, because yeah. I agree with you, the problem, though, is people who don't understand why that's damaging will say, well, you're just being an elitist. Which, again, goes back to my whole point about not understanding. If you have an innate confusion about why that's a problem, and by innate confusion, I mean never taking the time to think about it, or are you know manipulated to such a degree where you think only one party will solve the problem and the other party is completely and totally racist and anyone else who disagrees with you is a problem, then obviously you're not going to look at that as an issue. You're going to say, oh yeah, that's that's opportunity, that's fair housing, that's equal employment. Yeah, well, that's why the it, laws are but, phrased that but way. It goes back to the stuff we always talk about. That only affects the people that are not making the rules. Yeah, but it, that's uh, not necessarily. Well, no, it's yes, true. You're right, but it also affects the, <clears throat> and that's the that's the whole point. And the people who are not making the rules have been, for some reason, bamboozled into thinking that whatever is decided on their behalf is best for them. Which, like, back to my point, is like, look, I, Beowulf, I understand the the struggle of leaving. I agree with you. A lot of my family is still in that state. A lot of my friends are still in that state. The only reason I think it makes sense is because I've realized, as the bull has pointed out, that there is a massive nail that's not going to go away, and most of the people within the state who have the power to get rid of the nail don't want to get rid of the nail because they don't see it as a problem. Yeah, well, I think I think most people there maybe don't see it as a problem for them. I think most people vote about the problems that are directly affecting them, not... I have a- the whole they're not looking at the whole picture like a really hard they're not playing the game of chess and looking what's sure. three steps ahead of where i'm going right now but i have a fundamentally hard time understanding how someone could walk to a comedy show see people rolling around in their own filth and drug usage and then across the street see a five-star restaurant and not think that you there's might want to premise that because no one here knows what you're talking about except me so beowulf and i went to a comedy show down in san diego i can't remember what street it was but we literally were walking to the show lamp. standing in in line waiting for this show outside it's like seven o'clock at night and there was a guy with his pants halfway down his ass pulling pushing trash down the street and then there was a guy uh after we left the show who was ODing on the curb in front of the comedy store and then across the comedy store is like a three to four star restaurant which was really expensive i don't understand how no one can see that as a problem because look i look i have i as I've said before i've had you know housing issues in my life i understand what it is to have nothing and to have something I can't process other people seeing that and saying, this is normal. They've been voting the same way and nothing's changed. Like the, the question I, and this is why I don't agree with the, the, the dog and the nail thing. Cause at a certain point in time, you have to ask the dog, do you even understand what you're sitting on? Do you know why it's hurting you? Or is this just a normal part of your life? 
Because if you don't understand where you're sitting, you're never going to get off of it. And well, if people, I, I think it goes back to the same thing, though. The dog isn't apparently intelligent enough to get up off the nail. Yeah, right? but th- but then that's yeah. playing that's playing with the the because the, the dog is a, an allegory for a human, so it's playing with the 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 sta- I state of the story. What trying to trying to say, but you you've twisted it as well. You're saying that is it's an apathetic. It's the pain is yeah. You've you've talked I'm about the apathy confused. and you've talked about its confusion. Sure. So are you confused that it's a nail? Or no. Are you confused that it's painful? Probably. Are both. you confused because it's not painful in comparison to what you think other things are because you've been deluded into the fact that you're living in California and it's so much better than anywhere else that it's worth laying on the nail. I still right? think that's probably so. That, the so same it's a line. comparative thing. Yeah. So then it's then it becomes you don't have enough uh, of a viewpoint to understand where other places are and how beautiful they are, as you said, and living in Charleston or Phoenix or Michigan or Minnesota or anywhere else in the whole freaking country has its form of beauty, pros and cons, just like anywhere else in the world. Yeah, but I still think that plays into the mess. Because look, I get your point. I'm not saying that apathy derives... I'm not saying that confusion... I'm not saying that apathy in and of itself cannot arise without confusion. I'm saying that confusion is a major player in developing apathy. Because if you don't understand something effectively, look, look, I also find it hard to believe that people don't understand that there are other beautiful places in this country. What have you been doing on Instagram? You see all the fucking... That fucking song where you see all the fucking visuals. It's like, <laughs> they sure have the those... song there. Uh, yeah, I'm well, not they sure have, what that it's, was. It's, it's a real thing. I see the one in Switzerland all well, the time. Shows, I'm like, yeah, damn, or I they need play to, like to this, They play like the fucking song where it's always some fucking girl like running into the distance and some beautiful vista of mountains. It's I'm like, not sure what your algorithm is uh, doing. I, That's my, not my point is it, it, there are plenty <laughs> of those fucking reels within every social media platform in which... My question is, what are you looking at if it's not that? I see those literally every day, not of just a girl running into the fucking water, but of like a vista somewhere that says where it is and, oh, you should go here. And my thing is, look, when I see those things, I don't not think they're beautiful. I have eyes. So if I, as a normal individual who is just like everyone else, unique just like everyone else, if I see that, then the likelihood is millions of other people see those things. And millions of other people are aware of those things within the country. Just like the whole game now is the idea that someone... So how are they confused then? I don't think that they're confused. I think they're deluded, which is also a form of confusion. Because if you're deluded into something, you're deluded into believing that your farts don't stink. Right? My farts don't stink. When you know in the back of your mind your farts stink, you just want to accept that they don't. Well, if you have American uh, tomatoes, canned tomatoes. <laughs> From the, the, the tomato organization? Exactly. <laughs> the T.O., the, T, the T, tomato organization of America, the T, the, the TUA. TUA. Uh, oh, the wellness organization of tomatoes? Yeah. We are here to fight for the rights and the wellness of tomatoes the everywhere. Watt. The what? Of tomatoes every, I do believe that tomatoes everywhere yeah, should fight on behalf. Not, they not should, like this. They should just... fight on behalf of the tomato country. Not ask the other tomatoes who they should do for their country, but don't not ask. what you should do. That's right. I don't know. I butchered that statement. <laughs> Gonna have to write them and say that we did a full thirty minutes. We about believe yeah. in exactly. tomatoes. <laughs> Well, anyway, we've gone so far along well, the path of circles that you know, I think it's, we it's, should let Beowulf take over. Well, I think I think Beo actually had a a good. Is it Bale or Bale? Beowulf, like, like the character. I I know Beowulf. No, Bale. I, I keep wanting to say Scott Bale. You know, no, it's not, not Scott. Scott oh Bale. God, no, I, you know, Ch- no, Chachi. Beowulf. Beowulf. B E A, which means whale poop. Wolf. 
<laughs> whale Beowulf. I thought San Diego meant whale something. Whale's penis. <laughs> oh, it was whale's oh vagina. Oh. <laughs> San Diego. San, San Diego. Yeah, that's when you can make jokes. Of course, now it kind of is. So. Mm, yeah. Kind of. But the personification thing is kind of interesting because I was I was reading an article uh, just yesterday, I think it was, and um, the, one of the guys that had moved, I think he actually had moved to Nashville or Phoenix or somewhere, and he, he, he just, to, just to read what he said, it's heartbreaking to move permanently, almost like going through a breakup. I always <laughs> considered California to be like a really stereotypical hot girl at high school. <laughs> she knows she's pretty. So she thinks she can get away with treating her peers awfully. And they just keep pandering to her, buying her presents, giving her praise. However, being aesthetically stunning can only get you so far. Eventually, your peers will start to realize that enough is enough. Yeah, I guess that's a nice way to put it. (laughs) Yo, I'm California, and all of you are poor. You like that? (laughs) Kind of. Thing is, you know, it's hard hard, to... If you're going from, as the he put it, the the hottest girl in the room, to about a solid six and a half. <laughs> you to don't want to go to a two. You know what yeah, I mean? We, we didn't go to a two. We went to a six and a half or seven, <laughs> which is fine. They'll they're probably are good we, at cooking. We, they have we, a good personality. You know, I think we're hot shaming. And in I the right that's... lighting, they're really hot. But you also have to be drunk. Yeah, I was gonna say well, you got to wear beer goggles everywhere move, else in the United States. Here's apparently. the thing. Here's Same the thing. goes for dudes. It's, you're living in <laughs> exactly. California. You you get you, you find a two, and then the makeup is the house that you buy when you move. Ooh, really wow. great makeup artist. Do artists. you really yes. think that this is a two? Really? I'm I'm just joking. I'm not talking specifically about my situation. Jo- there's always a there's truth a, to joke. There's a little a two thread of. She she hasn't been. Maybe that's a conversation not for the enough. podcast. She hasn't yeah, been to enough so places. That's an off podcast. She hasn't been to enough places. That's literally what the problem is. It just hasn't been enough places. And look, that's fine. I uh, you know uh, I've lived. I've literally lived in a two, and I will say this because I live there, and most of the people that live there would probably agree with me. The state just north of us. You mean two degrees? And about a hundred degrees hotter than any other state in the country, but similar to this state. Oh, but yeah. not as good as this state. Was probably a two, but you put enough makeup on it, and all of a sudden you're at a club, and then it's a five. So I, my whole point here is like, look, I get it, but it's, but here's the thing: everyone wants to go to Vegas, but no one wants to whoa, live there. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I wasn't talking about <laughs> Vegas. I wasn't talking about Vegas or Nevada. Yeah, apparently, what, what stays about. in Vegas stays in Vegas. Jeez, Louise, dude! Now the entire state of Vegas hates me. It's okay. I don't like their hockey team. Go Kings. <laughs> Oh, there's one thing you like about L.A. right there. I, I like the Kings, not because I like L.A. It's because I watched Luke Robitaille as a kid playing hockey. That's why. And Wayne Gretzky was also part of the Kings, even though he was arguably better not on the Kings. That's true. So Beautiful. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. It was a, a lull. There was a that lull was a there. Lull. Well, look. That was a lull for the I hot think... high schooler over it. Oh, that, that was not said correctly. Yikes, Bull. You know what I'm talking the, about. The stereotypical. Yeah, the hot female who is of age. I didn't say anything. Or male of age. say male, female. Jeez Louise. I I don't know. I think I think a lot of people have moved from California, and the majority of them have moved to states like Texas, Arizona, Nevada, um, you know, Florida. Indiana. <laughs> Indiana? I don't know. I actually know somebody who lived in our neighborhood in California, and they moved. Was it Kentucky? Yes. 
Yeah, they bought a farm. I mean, Kentucky's kind of badass. They've got a really good history of bourbon. Yeah, I think they went there. And that's that's what you were talking about earlier. They went and they have to now drink heavily to, to live there. Yeah, it's just it's just a bummer. The way I was looking at it was we were living a, a fairly good life in California. It wasn't like we were, you know, like a lot of people in the state who are really struggling day to day, which is hard to to watch and know that's going on. However, I know I was looking at certain goals for myself financially, personally, and it felt like those were getting further away because of the sort of crunch going on there with, with not just, um, not just with the taxes, which I'm not an anti-tax person. (laughs) It's just, it was getting tougher and tougher and, uh, things were getting so expensive. Yeah, I'm going to say it. And opportunity is not, it didn't feel as rampant as it was just a couple of years ago. And it was, it, it was uh, dampening, the <laughs> best way I can put it. It felt like I was getting cold water thrown on me. Well, I think the question that you should ask then, and anybody who's living there thinking of moving should ask, is how fast did the pendulum swing that you didn't even notice it until it was normal? I mean, that's that's the thing is other states didn't operate in that direction. They didn't do certain things. They haven't had certain policies in place that are kind of remained the same over this last debacle of the religion of uh, of science. Um, so it's it's surprising to me that, you, you know, though, I, I got to interject because there was a survey done by uh, Edelman Intelligence is the name of the company that did the survey. And they found that this was done right before the pandemic. This was pre-pandemic. They did a survey that more than half the residents of California said they wanted to hightail it to another state. That's the extrapolation so then, from the, the more than half. And, and among millennials, by the way, it was almost two thirds. So then again. So there was some kind of pressures being put yeah. on people even before all the mandates and everything else that kind of tipped the apple cart over. Well, I, I do think that I'm not saying like your point in the whole dog on the the nail, even though I think it's really derogatory to my species. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying it's incorrect. I just think that it's not entirely true because if that's the case, which I would assume it is, why haven't those people left yet? And people can say, well, there's a lot of parameters and yada, yada, yada. And I could say, well, well, okay. As to your that's... point, then it doesn't hurt enough. But if they've vo- like said in a poll that they want to leave, you have to argue that it does because they're aware that it does. There like, are two huge reasons that I can give that that I are, think are very valid reasons why people don't but leave. But not historically the norm in all of American history. Okay, sure. You just, you don't know what I'm about to say, though. Family and friends. No, I was not going to say friends. Okay, family is one of them. Family and job. No, I wasn't even going to say job. Family and tacos. Wow. Why don't you just let me say <sighs> tacos it? Tacos are really good. <laughs> tacos. No, the other thing is, it is financially very difficult to move. Sure. So family and finances. It is extremely difficult. It is never... I consider ourselves very lucky that we had the savings sure. to move because it was very expensive. Sure. But my argument, again, is that it has never not been financially disadvantageous to move. Well, no, I, I think that she's she's on a point here. Might I'm not, not be saying right, she isn't. Because if you think about it, that if, if, you're, if you're young and not tied to much, not tied to a specific type of career or not tied to a... A per, another person, a significant other of some kind. Most of millennials. It's very easy 
to, to move. Most of very easy. Most, most and those people can be very transient to begin with. Mm-hmm. They also might not need as much and not be affected or not be as conscious of the nail in California to your point. Sure. So they may stay. And then there's the older, right? The older, uh, the, the higher income that, that have the ability to just go, we can take the equity from the house and we can go wherever we want. We're nearing retirement where the baby boomers were on it and they can do all that kind of stuff. Then there's this big, huge swath of people in between. And you look around California and as much as we can denigrate it for all these different things, it is huge. I mean, it's a breadbasket for the United States for a lot of, of um, fruits and vegetables and things like that. It is unbelievable. The, the environment along the coast the economic areas. It is, of course, the 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 seat of all the technolo- technologies across the world have been developed in Silicon Valley. Some of the best in the world. Not much longer, so, but well, yeah. maybe not. But I'm I'm just saying that there are different things that are involved with the economies. Okay, it's the sure. It's the sixth largest economy in the world. Yeah, but it's in also completely broke as a state, which is hilarious. Um, so uh, my my whole point, though, not to suggest that. Beowulf, your point is incorrect. I just don't think that it is to the extent that maybe you give it credence to. Because, it, again, I think there is there should be studies done for future like historians and people learning about the states, specifically about California and New York and why people, even though they will say majority that they want to leave, will stay there. Because here's the thing. Plenty of people move all the time. American history people have moved all the time. They've had people, family in different places. They've had jobs in different places. It's been difficult for them. I mean, do you think traveling across the country when there were no no states over here and no government and nothing was fiscally feasible or uh, See, I logical? Think it's a psychological thing. I do too, and that's why I think that there's that like confusion aspect because they can't. People seemingly can't like put the the, the you know the the synapses together as to why it doesn't make sense to stay. Because we're talking about opportunity. Yeah, opportunity if you make like six figures. Because the, the the moving up and down when it comes to like economic benefit there, there are a lot of parameters that keep you there like specifically in a lower level of income as opposed to other states because See, cost of living is so high. I think it's a fear of the unknown. I really do. I think Maybe. there's a psychological element to this. that, And I, I hearken back to my days as a kid when most of the people I was around back in a small town in Michigan did not want to go anywhere. A handful of them did, but most of them did not. They wanted to be there. I would still argue that's though, where there was for their life. I would still argue though that when you were younger, people were more likely to move and transition throughout the United States than they are today. Statistically, I, I would believe that that's. I don't true. know. I don't know if that's true or not. Mm. But I, when I was living in Michigan, people were diving out of Michigan because the auto industry was just collapsing all around. Remember, you also spent your formative years in California, where a lot of people don't leave. A lot of people come to California from places like Michigan, from mm-hmm. places like the Midwest and which, the East Coast and again, the Pacific Northwest. Would suggest, to my point, that a lot of people do the moving, no matter circumstance. Anyway, you can count on your. But we're not talking about moving from Minnesota to California. We're talking about moving out of California. Yeah, but I don't think that that's, that's different. I don't. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. You'd argue there's a lot of instances where you could argue that moving away from that state is fiscally more advantageous than staying there. It depends oh, yeah. on what you're willing to spend your money on. 
No, I, I don't think it's about willing. I think it's about what you can spend your money on. When well, the gas at- is $8.50 in Los Angeles, I don't think it's about willing. I think it's about having to. But that's also uh, $8. It's actually more like six and a half. No, it's not. It's $8.25 right now in Los Angeles. Okay. Well, you know that's also recent. They're about ready to give everybody in the state $400. 400. Yeah, which is again it's like gonna, what? Why? Well, it's just a, a different version of what everybody gonna, did for the last They're creating more inflation. They're creating more inflation in a different adding, way. And now they they actually have a surplus because of all the taxes gained from those those tech companies over the last sure, but years. it's still but for the general fund. It's still spending more money, which is going to cause an, an, more of an inflationary spiral, which is going to make things more expensive. There's put, when there's not a need for things, inflation exists. So if there's too much money in circulation, that's why inflation exists. If it, mm-hmm. This is, I think, exactly what the problem is, is that state specifically spends so much money on things that it doesn't need, and then all of a sudden people there can't afford cost of living or normal. I mean, our electricity there was unreasonable. And, and I'm not even saying that, that for two people in a house that wasn't really that big. It's going to get even more unreasonable. Yeah. Well, let's because put it this way. We moved even. out of there on the 6th, right, of March? Yes. Fourth, actually. No, it, it was the it was. And the we sixth went back we for officially... a couple hours twice. Uh-huh. We got our bill today, and it was sixty bucks with nothing in the house except like a couple lamps. Yeah, for fridge. like maybe the fridge. the fridge. Yeah. Well, and our our electricity just for this last month here was eighty five dollars. In this house. And we've had the lights on. Yeah, and we've been living normally here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that puts it into perspective. It was 60 bucks with our fridge plugged in at and, the old house and nothing was there. Well, and, here's, and then it was 80 bucks here living a normal life with a computer running constantly and well, every electronic in so the book. So the median average income per household, and I'm going to probably butcher this, but my suggestion or guess would probably be like 40K to 60K for a household, right? 56, I believe. Okay, so 56. So right around thereabouts. And technically, if you're wise with your money... Depending on where you can live, you live, you could be pretty comfortable. Obviously, you're not going to be living like a millionaire, but the whole point of existence is not to be a billionaire, right? It's nice. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people over the years have made it and a lot of people haven't. But at the end of the day, like you can live a very comfortable life if you make that amount of money. California, you'll make $70,000 and live like you're making forty. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the, the real problem. You'll live like you're making forty, and then the cost of living is required for about seventy. So that's the that's where the, the the contradiction lies because we can talk about all these young kids who are making decent money, yeah, but they're like not really because all their money is going towards frivolous nonsense. Like when when your fucking groceries for one person is two hundred fifty dollars for half a month, that doesn't make any sense. Two hundred fifty for one person, and you're still Uber Eats, and uh-huh. you're still going out and drinking. Yeah. I, look, I'm not even against those things. I love both of those things. But I also recognize just how crazy expensive it is. I mean, when we would go out, I would try. I would. I would. Dollars minimum. Yeah. Hundred dollar night minimum. Like even. Eat, and that's that. I mean, drinks alone are going to run you. If you just get one drink each, you're going to be paying like 12, 15 bucks. Now you guys are yeah. showing your privilege right now, by the way. Oh, well, no, I, I'm I'm coming from the perspective of someone who would go out downtown San Diego. That was yeah, that was no, the norm, and that was someone who was, you know, having one cocktail. Yeah, and just just to clarify a little bit, the the two people talking right now are are pretty fiscally responsible. It's not like they're running up big credit card bills or anything like that. So there there is a lot to, and I I think a lot of it comes back to what Wolf was talking about. There's 
apathy, there's confusion, but I think there's also a disregard for kind of being intelligent about these kind of things and looking at it. There's, we've talked about this before in, in podcasts, intelligence versus emotion and how people slip back and forth into those things. And in Beowulf, you know, she's emotionally tied to California. I am for that, that matter. I, I love California in a lot of ways until my logical brain takes over. And I, I look at all those numbers that we talked about in the fact that the, the, the weather and stuff that, that supposed the climate that is supposed to override everything. Hell, I didn't even pay attention to it. I didn't enjoy it. I, I worked my ass off inside. I didn't hardly go to the beach. I, it's just when you, when you start thinking about things logically, your decisions become very easy. And I think that's one of the messages that, that people out there should take from these kind of things. And, you know, I, I don't know, um, really what to tell people that are thinking about leaving California. We could go, go through every number in the book. But what I would tell you is that if you're really thinking about it, then leave, just leave. I mean, you can always go back, right? At some point, but I think you'll go back as a better person if you do. Well, and that's, and that's why I think it's interesting because a big, I guess the benefit that I don't think people realize when we talk about privilege is the privilege that our country has of being connected to so many interlinking smaller countries where are which are all under the same type of currency, the same similar rule of law, the same type of culture. Like there is a level of growth and development when it comes to pursuing, you know, what I guess maybe the modern version of like manifest destiny to a certain extent, um, especially for the youth. And I think when it comes to like millennials and Gen Z's, like I'm not saying Cal, look, look uh, deep down inside, there's a part of me that deeply misses California. But then that part of me also realizes that I miss the very superficial things of the state. Mm -hmm. Like I don't miss, Mm -hmm. I don't miss the bad stuff. I don't miss the high cost of living. I don't miss the ridiculous fire seasons. Like, like I don't miss the, very strange culture because there is culture there, but it is very odd compared to other places and not to say that it's any worse, better or worse. It's just really different. And so I don't know. I just, I think that there's a lot to be said about the ignored privileges that we have as Americans that people aren't actively taking advantage of. Cause they'll say, well, I leave California. Then all my, my fiscal stuff here doesn't exist anymore. You can get a job somewhere else and make relative money and pay less for cost of living and you're still living fine. So it's not really even a viable excuse. It's more of, as you said, the fear of the unknown, but we don't really know anything. I mean, the last two years have shown that. Yeah, that is for damn sure. So it's like, what do you not, you're really afraid of nothing then. So I don't know. I don't even know how to end this podcast. That's what fear is, right? Yeah. False evidence appearing real. Hey everyone, this is The Wolf speaking, wrapping up yet another episode of The Wolf and Bolt podcast. We appreciate you spending your time with us, and we can't wait for you to hear our next episode. If you like what you heard, tell your friends and family, your neighbors, the local bartender, your doctor, your boss, and hell, you can even tell us. By leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you can directly help build The Wolf and Bull cult. I mean, uh, The Wolf and Bull family. We can be found on most major podcasting platforms and social media. So what are you waiting for? Scoot on out of here and enjoy your day. But you should probably leave us a review first. 
but make sure to enjoy your day. But don't forget to leave us a review. Okay, bye!